two gays watch with Aaron Holman and Zachary Landolt. Hey, gay. Hi, gay. Oh my God. <laughs> and welcome back to Two Gays Watch. Oh my goodness. You must be the other gay, Aaron Holman. I am, and you must be Zachary Landolt, that gay that I've heard about. Heard about? You straight up know me. <laughs> yeah, but I also hear about you in the bathroom. I hear oh, um, I hear rumors. Oh. Right. Uh, Zach, how have you been this week? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just deliriously delirious. I don't know. Uh, working a ton. Uh, did not feel like celebrating our nation on the 4th. So oh. we kind of had a low-key day, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. Uh, I don't know. You know, like, the world feels like crazy all the time, but it feels like extra crazy this past week. So I've just been kind of like, uh, you know, vibing, surviving, you know. Good, good I, feel that. Days. I feel that very much. Uh, we just reached living in our new place for like one week now as of, I think, tomorrow actually and um it feels so good it feels great uh but the world is you know imploding Uh upon itself in a lot of ways uh and you know good old freedom i i worked on the fourth of july which you know what me too feels fine (laughs) i was kind of bummed at first like oh i don't get to go to like a barbecue or anything and i was like i don't really I don't know if I think maybe I did go maybe. over to a coworker's house for like a couple of drinks and stuff, but we were home by like 9 30 or 10, you know, and it was like deuces, you know. Um, having the puppy is a good excuse oh. to leave because it's like had the puppy. Well, maybe do he's the terrified. Oh, he, he completely fine. This guy's ignorant. Yeah, well, to luckily, everything. Yeah, luckily the dog I live with apparently had like no reaction to the fireworks either. They're just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, he's as long as we're around, he doesn't care about anything. Um, so yeah, this week is crazy, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the summer, though. That is true. Zach, what have you been watching this week? Have there been anything that been catching your eye, keeping your attention? What have I been watching? Oh, I'll tell you what I did watch the other day. Um, you know, Shudder, the the horror channel that uh you can i do i've never i haven't used my free trial yet well i used it because um last fall i did a performing contract at this wizard of oz amusement park thing um and yeah wait we talked about that right no 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 100 percent. i'm waiting for the other shoe to drop i'm I'm like what comes next yeah yeah, <laughs> what comes next? Turns out they were all dead. Um, ah! <laughs> no, um, I heard that they had filmed part of like an episode from season two of the show called Cursed Films at the park. So I was like, oh, that'd be fun to watch. Like whatever. Um, and it was an episode on The Wizard of Oz. Oh my god! And so first of all, it, it was like they filmed so much at the park I was at. So that was like oh memories. But also a lot of the people I worked with were like directly interviewed for the episode and were like in the episode. So it was like very wild. Um, also, wow. Wait, was so- it like a documentary or fictional? It's the show called Cursed Films where they go into like different oh. movies that have had like bad luck attached to it or like oh my weird God. stuff that, that happened while making it. yeah and it's it's a wild show and they had a wizard of oz episode and they went i mean it was a lot of stuff i already knew honestly um but it was fascinating um 
I will say I watched that and I watched they have another episode on Rosemary's Baby and that one was pretty weird like that one was actually like pretty fucking wild <laughs> like stuff I did not know about that um, is exciting I've got to get on Shutter because I, I do love a good scare a good scare yeah it's mm-hmm. a fun time you should get, I mean free week trial if you don't like it just be like bye bitch I gotta go I, I, I gotta go now <laughs> I can't wait till we get to it. Um, the, what have I been watching this week? I've been watching a good bit of uh, Joan Rivers, like <gasps> interviews oh, I love that. and stand oh, up. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, you're just, you're <laughs> terrible. <laughs> just, why don't you die? Oh, I fucking hate kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who the fuck are you? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> Grow up. Uh. Um, I, I, yeah. Because it's like she's the ultimate roaster, right? And that's oh, kind of yeah. a skill that I don't know. I'm always impressed by, and so just watching from the best, hoping to learn a little bit. As if I'm not enough of a bitch in my real life. Yeah. I want to be a little bit more like Joan. A little bit oh. more like Joan. Oh, <laughs> shut up, Melissa. <laughs> oh, Melissa. I know they I were mean... a big part of my culture as like as like. They are a big part day. of culture. Like the whole yeah. fact that Joan Rivers made people watch red carpets, you know, like that, it, it she's truly a legend. I really interesting. Uh, have you ever watched her documentary called Piece of Work? Oh, I have. Yes, That's I have. So Not good. in a long time. And I've only seen it once. Um, maybe it's worth revisiting this week. That's maybe. something else I watched. I just really, you reminded me. And it's, I don't know if it was because I knew, I don't know if actually, this might be the reason why I was inspired for the topic for this week. I'm not sure. But I was mm. scrolling through um, whatever it was, Amazon Prime. I think it was Amazon Prime. And they had the uh, documentary about like basically the last part of Elaine Stritch's life and it was like her like last tour and like like last stuff and I was that is such a good documentary so good both heartbreaking and inspiring and just like it's like yeah it's like a little sad but she also was just like god damn it (laughs) she's also like there's nowhere else I'd rather be than on the stage (laughs) I just love when she goes up on her lines in the show and she's like nobody no one say anything nobody tell me Oh, oh. Tell me. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? She does, baby. Oh my god. Well, what have you what have you been watching? Anything fun? Besides Joan, uh a, a good bit of forensic files, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, a distraction from the madness that is the regular world. Um, and I just started this series on Hulu called The Bear. Now, this show's super, super good, and it's all about the service industry. It's like, um, it's honestly triggering in a lot of ways because it's so (laughs) stressful and high-paced, but it's like, if you have ever worked in food, and I know we have mama, mama. um, it is... It's so good. It's 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 the best representation I've ever seen of like the service wow. industry. Wow. Better yeah. than waiting. Oh bitch, I've been waiting for you to bring that up. Uh <laughs> no. <laughs> waiting, we're covering that next week. Calm oh, down. Okay. No, we are not covering waiting. No. The only way that we would cover waiting is if we did a double feature of waiting and waitress. That's the only way. What about waiting and waiting to exhale? What about waiting for Godot? How about waiting for Guffman? 
Oh, that shit. actually, yes, please. Yeah, actually, uh, we found it. <laughs> that that okay. That's another. That's such a connective thread to our. our I guess I'll get into the topic this week. So. Yeah, I mean, um, come on. Yeah. So today, on as sort of like a pairing with last week's episode, we are covering. Uh, it's an episode for the show Documentary Now, which, if you don't know what that is, is a hilarious show where every episode is a different documentary, like a parody of a different famous documentary. Um, and there is an episode in season three of Documentary Now, it is episode three, called Original Cast Album Co-op, and it is a, <laughs> a <laughs> mockumentary um, of, there is a very famous documentary about the recording of the company original soundtrack and a very grueling overnight recording session, and they cat they they capture it all mama and it's it's wild you should definitely watch that if you can find it it's kind of hard to find um but this is like an entire fake musical they basically had to write for this episode it was written by john mulaney and seth myers and eli bolin and it's just hilarious i don't know it's hilarious it's like it, i've been obsessed it's with next it for level it is like you know top tier comedians doing spoof documentaries now you all right we've talked about this company was my idea to do and mm-hmm. this one was your idea and i had not seen this episode of documentary now much to my shock because well i i'm one of those crazy people who uh i, we I know, just Mama. missed it <laughs> i you we all know now uh i just missed it the first time that it was all being released and so i actually have started at the beginning and i am probably about halfway through season two now i know there's only like 21 episodes but it's like i like to let them digest so Mm -hmm. i just hadn't gotten to this one but now that i have i mean (laughs) i'm gonna watch it every time i watch the real documentary which will happen again in my life because i really love it i love it company i mean co-op i love it you mean coop (laughs) Coop, yeah, Coop, baby, Coop. <laughs> I watched a, uh, I watched um, John Mulaney and Seth Meyer and Richard Kind. They all went to and did a sort of live uh, Q and A and performance of one of the mm-hmm. songs at fifty four and below. Yes, they did, and they were, they were talking about the fact that when people were writing about this episode and reviewing it, they <laughs> genuinely were writing about it and calling it Coop. apparently there's a hilarious cut joke from the show because it was just cut for time where they kept having it referred to as coop and you (laughs) found out it was because the theater that was like housing the show didn't want to put in the budget the hyphen in the middle of the title (laughs) 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 i thought that was hilarious don't Um, ever recoup from this oh my god what I love about the cast is it's like half comedians and then they also were smart enough to go like, well, if we're going to do a Broadway cast recording, we should probably just get some Broadway talent into the room because it'll make it oh, man. more real. And I, yeah. I do think it also just heightens the comedy because you have a Renee Lee Goldsberry who is... How is almost, she so serious and funny? How is this possible? And she almost makes like her song good. You know what I mean? Like there's also part of like, is this good? Except the end, the very Until, end. oh yeah, oh no, it catches up. The comedy catches up. She, she, oh, the last riff that she like does that's kind of sharp, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah. okay, girl. It's it's a lot, and they have like Alex Brightman. <laughs> 
You have Taryn Kelly. You have Richard Kind, who is one of my favorite people in the entire world. Um, mm-hmm. And my favorite thing in the entire episode is Paula Pell as <laughs> as well. The character's name is Patty, Patty. which I also find funny. Um, <laughs> I know, <laughs> and she literally is like wearing what Elaine Stritch is wearing, like in the documentary. Like that's, that's the very first <laughs> shot where we see Paula Pell. Like it is. <laughs> It is literally like the first frame that pops up of Elaine Stritch in the movie. And it just, it was so I, oh, exactly I, the same. The I first couldn't. time I saw this, I was at a friend's house. And they're like, oh, you haven't seen this? I was like, what are you talking about? I didn't even know this was a thing. Because um, I'd watched the docu- the real documentary so many times. And the first shot of Paula Pell. Unbelievable. I just was like, I they had to stop the episode because I was just like in hysterics. Like she hadn't even done like a single thing. And I was like, this is too good. This but she has, much. she has like a wonderful grimace on her face. <laughs> just... That little hat. <laughs> <laughs> and the wig is like perfect. And like, even oh. just the way they... <laughs> I don't know, like the way they did her like face, it just kind of looks like oh no, it's it's wild. And she's it's... just sort of playing the character with like a, a like a dash of panic. <laughs> just like... well, as you know, she had taken her medication for her eye doctor oh. appointment, and she was already <laughs> she was due to get them <laughs> scraped. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. No, but really, <laughs> God, I I did a little bit of. Not I don't do massive research on this show, but oh. I was I was curious to see um what inspired a lot of the songs. I mean, a lot of you can kind of like figure out, but like learning what things were based on, it made them make even more sense. Like the opening number co-op. Um, I guess we can just go through the songs. We just it was based on apparently uh Skid Row from Little Shop of Horrors, and then when mm-hmm. I listened to it again, I'm like, oh, that is like literally totally that sounds so much like skid row i know it sounded a little too like i know like well obviously they're parroting sondheim but like when i listened to it i was like okay the very beginning sounds absolutely just like company in a different the instrument sounds so much like company but then like it picked up into like a different type of music and i was like this is a little bit like i don't know a little more funky so to hear that it's skid row that makes so much sense yeah and actually i do think it's the only i mean i love the whole thing but i think it's the only song that doesn't feel like a direct sondheim parody you know what i mean like obviously the music sounds like the orchestrations from company in terms of like what instruments they're using but it does sound like a slightly different show i i wrote down like my guesses at them and that one i didn't even have a guess for other than like oh it's the opening number you know because i was like it didn't sound like the other songs i i assumed they were all gonna be a parody from the show like most of them end up being yeah well because apparently the composer um Eli, Eli Bolin, uh, who I did not know before this, apparently he had written for Sesame Street for like eight years, and they do parody songs on Sesame Street all the time where like, talked about how they did like Les Miserables parody songs like he did to the tune of Do You Hear the People Sing? On Sesame Street? He did a parody of Do You Hear the People Sing called Do You Hear the Cookies Crunch for the Cookie Monster? (laughs) 
<laughs> so I'm like, I have to find this song. Silky um, Nutmeg Ganache must be told. She about must this. be listening to that song. But apparently he is like a Sondheim fanatic, like knows all of the cut songs, has all of his books. Like, so he just had like an encyclopedic knowledge of Sondheim. And I do think it it shows in the score because at times, <laughs> like it's, it's spot on, I would say. This parody is is done with so much love and the attention to detail is obvious from, I mean, the music, the lyrics, the costumes, the, costumes. the scenery, the props. First of uh, all, John Mulaney as, as the Stephen Sondheim stand-in is like truly... Simon <laughs> Sawyer. Like, he, he looks exactly like Like, the mutton chops. Like, I was like, this is so accurate if you've seen the documentary. <laughs> And like all the cigarettes, all the cigarettes. You've been doing something wrong for two weeks and I haven't told you. Um, I'd like to talk about it right now. <laughs> that whole bit with him and Renee Lee Goldsberry, where he's like, like well, how would you kill a whale? <laughs> like, New York soap opera and my heart is ruined. Nope, it's ruined. And my heart is what? Ruined. The word is ruined. 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 R-U-I-N-E-D. There's only one way to say it. Ruined. Ruined. Okay, supposing I asked you in the past tense, how did you kill a whale? Is this a riddle? No, it's a simple question. How do you kill a whale? I'm really intimidated by you right now. You harpoon it, right? Now say that in the past tense. Harpooned. Right, now take off the H and the A and the R. Pooned. Now switch that P with an R. Ruined. Yeah, you've got it now. (laughs) Like, I was just like, I... I ruined, 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 ruined. ruined. <laughs> now this thing she's gonna say harpoon, but that's not my fault. <laughs> it just walks away. <laughs> but also the confusion on her face, like she is so earnest. Is this a riddle? Know? It's so great. It's phenomenal. I uh, love the twist ruined. of like telling the cast right before they're about to finish recording that the show is closed. <laughs> That was the worst moment. It was like, oh, you, I guess, I guess none of you read the reviews this morning. <laughs> oh, my God. Which, okay, this leads to, besides mm-hmm. Paula Pell, my favorite comedic performance in this whole thing, which is Richard Kine um, as Larry. <laughs> and he has like, he's been getting these like bad reviews for this like very fast number that he. <laughs> Christmas tips. Christmas tips. This is like company meets Avenue Q. You know what I mean? I like, even. Oh. <laughs> like the he also w- doesn't breathe at the right times. There's parts oh, where like literally John Mulaney is like, and breathe. And, he's, <laughs> and he absolutely doesn't. And then he like, he walks away. He's like, and that's how you do a leg route. Mr. Adams, Mrs. Eve, this is your gift, I do believe. A tree planted in Tel Aviv for your marriage, I now grieve. You see only him and me know back when you were getting chemo. That nurse who was Filipino got knocked up with a bambino. And, uh, and uh, Richard Kine, like, it's just like, he's like one of the greats to me. I just want like everything right. he's ever done. So which one is Christmas tips based on? Because like I have my guesses on the other ones. Um Christmas yeah. tips, from what I get understand, it's it's kind of just an amalgamation of every like fast patter number you've ever like heard in a Sondheim show. It's not like a specific mm. reference to like one show like one or another. It's um, just so funny. It's like 
in this short documentary, they pretty much go with like the three patter songs, you know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, hello. Uh, the next song that they do <laughs> go into is Holiday Party, which this is the this is the number that I was familiar with before seeing the full episode. And this is their parody of Not Getting Married Today. Yes. Um, an ode to cocaine, if you will. <laughs> if I'm being honest, it was all very harrowing. When the invite came for an evening of caroling, I don't like singing. I'm not much for conversation, and the combo of the two gave me such hesitation. I took a little something just to dull all the edges. Either that or I was certain to be jumping off the ledges. I'm really quite sorry, but I'm going to admit it. I'm really so sorry. If I could, I would quit it. But the fact of the matter is I did a little cocaine tonight. Holiday party, uh, uh, I did a little cocaine tonight. Yes. <laughs> it's like my Alex Bright man. And, and Renee Elise Goldsberry. Well, she, yeah, she's in there too. <laughs> I love how it is like so specifically a parody to not getting married today because like where you have, because in that song you have like the classical part where the person's like singing and like the choral orchestration, but in this one's like <laughs> Christmas carols so that goes into the cocaine number. I, I just I I don't I don't have a good intellectual response. It just makes me giggle. Oh no no no! There's not an. I think that is the re- response. I think that is exactly <laughs> what they're going for, and I think that's the reason that um, you know, through the internet over the years, I'd I'd seen this clip before this episode because mm-hmm. it's like it's was this outrageous. the one you had seen? Yeah, this this clip. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I it's. <laughs> Alex Brightman is like so funny and I actually didn't realize it was him the first time I saw this and it was only when I like looked at the credits like oh <laughs> I didn't know that was him because I, I, he just always looks so different in everything he does he truly does a chameleon a chameleon a chameleon um I yeah I don't <laughs> I just love all of these 70 specific mutton chops on all the men I find that very fascinating and very entertaining and it makes a bigger goal that's what i was talking about like with the the costuming um and i mean it's ridiculous how exactly this actually looked like the real documentary um it it was beautiful unbelievable every detail was there and alex brightman yeah every detail detail the devil's in the details Every diddle. Uh, the our next number is <laughs> the one I actually think is kind of a banger, like other than being stupid, <laughs> which is my home court by <laughs> with with Ailey's Coulsbury, uh, which of course is uh, uh, another hundred people. Like is, is very much another. I'm obsessed people. with the incidentals that they put into the lead-ins of the songs. You know, uh, it starts with. I get it took me a moment and I had to rewind it to like get the context again. But I was like, I guess she's maybe like in an elevator or something talking with a neighbor. Oh my God. And then she's like, I've got a meeting. You know what I love? There's so many things. I love that they do the dialogue into the song because, first of all, I love that it's like, this is not a good show. Like, like, you're like, oh, this this is terrible. Um, But I love when she's like, Oh, do you know where the co-op board meets? It's like then the guy's like, the multi-purpose room. Why are you lost? What was you need to talk to the co-op board for, bitch? And, and I love 
the like unnecessary acting being done by the ensemble members, which is like, I have an appointment to be approved. And they're like, oh, <laughs> like, also, also faces. they do it in the background yes. of like, like they are like when they're looking <laughs> at the actor who's singing, they are like really oh. in it. There's know, this one like, actress, I don't know who she is, but she was like truly serving the entire episode. Brown haired lady. Yeah, the dark hair, and she had, like, the amazing alto harmonies the whole time. Like, I'm like, who is that? Like, I was trying to figure out who she is. And I couldn't find her in the credits. But I, she was just, like, giving... She was having a breakdown the entire mm-hmm. recording. But, like, and it's like, she didn't breakdown. even, like, have, like, one no. solo line. And, no. bitch, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I kept hearing her, like... I mean, she has a very good voice. Because I kept hearing her little harmonies and those stupid songs. And it's like, who is that? Um, but she has an, yeah, an amazing like reaction shot to her. She's like, oh, <laughs> she has an appointment. And okay, mate, there's so many lyrics in this number that I yes. love. There's one where she's describing how she's going to decorate her apartment. There's a nude by Abaddon just above the toilet. A naked guy with pubic hair, and he's sort of, I won't spoil it. The erotic art says I'm sexual but smart. And the brown and the beige and the brown and the beige and the brown. Oh like, my it's like, God. I don't know. It's I love the 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 world building. The like, erotic art says I'm sexual but smart. And the brown and the beige and the brown and the brown and the beige and the brown. <laughs> When the ensemble comes in with the with the brown and the beige and the brown, and the beige. <laughs> can I say the seventies was famous for a lot of browns and a lot of beige. But they were really into the browns and the beiges. I'm obsessed with this lyric. It's probably, <laughs> you know, what it gives me. It gives me a uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber uh, coat of many colors. You know, like oh cream and crimson and silver and brown and beige. <laughs> And the, the brown, brown and the beige, and the brown and the beige, and the, and the, and the brown, and the beige. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she does uh, this crazy ass riff at the end of it that is so <laughs> unnecessary, so wicked of her. You know, the, like, the the like veins are bulging out of her neck. Oh my oh, god! It's a palace of five hundred so square, but it's Polynesian chic. <laughs> Jeez, man! I can't even. Um, so honestly, that that's that's a banger. I think that's a banger. And, and like, she truly did elevate it to almost almost be a good almost be good. Almost, it's almost good. Which is, I mean, it's great, better, but it's almost honestly, good. Even better, even better. Which says a lot for her as a performer. Like she's just like a gem. We've talked about this uh, as we've had the uh, the colors of the wind. Uh, by Marlon yeah. Mandel on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> yes, we've hey, also well, we've talked about uh, the "I'm Tired" performance, Madeline Kahn in um, uh, "Blazing Saddles" yes, numerous yes. times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good bad singing. Ooh, it's hard. great. It's really hard. Ooh, it's very hard. Uh, the stuff from Reefer Madness, if you will. <laughs> I don't know. Or is that supposed to just be good singing? <laughs> I think that's just good, Mama. I, I won't be dragging Miss on a guest sire. But I do think it's really hard to do no, bad material fun. well and make it funny, which is also, I got totally off track. 
that's another reason why I love the movie Waiting for Guffman because it has the whole musical within the movie and it's mm-hmm. the perfect level of like this is not good like this is not good but it's also but it's still entertaining to listen to and still funny but it's not good like it's it's <laughs> I don't know it's a very that's a incredible road. like you have to be so in on the joke to be able to play the part <laughs> right yeah that it's 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 intelligent it's 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 comedy for the performer and i'm glad they were smart enough to get good performers doing bad material as opposed to getting bad like it's a it's a broadway show like you wouldn't assume it's gonna be like a bad i mean not there's not bad people on broadway sometimes mama um but i think it was a smarter choice name names name names i don't think i need to i think the papers have sarah jessica parker (gasps) stop it (laughs) Don't you dare. <laughs> Coming for you. Where are those bad reviews? You show them to me. <laughs> Don't you do it. Um, you stop it right now. I love um, our gay panic. But anyway. Now, was- back to the matter at hand. We have the next song, which is I Gotta Go. Oh my God. Which I would say is the penultimate this of is the-, the entire episode. Well, because I would even say in the original documentary, I think the Elaine Strip section is like the reason to watch the documentary. I mean, it is the most compelling part because, I mean, it's so great. We get to watch Paula go through the breakdown, but it's like a completely different breakdown than the yes. real. You know, Elaine Stritch is like, I, I'm just trying to sing the music and like, you know, she's can't do it super perfect. Well, there's a, and there's a great clip of Elaine Stritch in that part of the documentary where they're playing back her singing and she just goes, wrong! It's like while ah, smoking, I remember she's just like ah. Yeah, and and Stephen Sondheim is sitting next to her. It's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but this one it's so funny. <laughs> this song is so funny, and like even just the first couple of lines, like I was already like, dying. It's just a look at me, Cinderella, <laughs> stroke of midnight. <laughs> footman gone it means nothing <laughs> you know it doesn't mean was anything it, um, i wish like ad prince charming he's just ron <laughs> <laughs> spell is broken unenchanted sheets are soiled Lennon's she picked up at bloomies for a marriage that I spoiled, I gotta go, I gotta go. Okay, okay, uh, hold a moment. <gasps> she, uh, she, one of my she, favorite parts yeah. is, uh, she says, the world is a question and this room is an answer. And the answer is no. And the answer is no. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, that's like my motto. Oh my God. <laughs> the well, world my... is a question. My favorite part is when she just starts saying, I want to go. I want to go to the eye doctor, as previously stated, you pompous beta males. Day 22. I want to go. I want to go to the eye doctor now, as previously stated, you pompous beta males. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I also love, I can't oh. remember which part it's at, but there's a part where, oh, I think it's before my home court. Where they're just go, they're just intellectualizing what kind of musical number it is, and you just see all of the cast members like rolling their eyes. <laughs> like, what is it? What is it? Oh god, John Mulaney has an amazing line where he's like, 
uh, it's a classic uh, fantasy co-op approval board wish fulfillment song. <laughs> classic. Absolutely yeah. classic. It's just like, I love, can I say though, I know it's a comedy number, but when she comes back the next morning to finish the song, her vocals actually sound like legitimately pretty good. <laughs> Like that uh, last note she hits, I was like, okay. It sounded good. great. It I was, was like, like it, you, she took it there. She actually took it there. Uh, I was like, okay, bitch. It sounds better in the show than it does on the cast album. I was like, you should have done what she did in the cast, in, in the recording, mm-hmm. in the room. I agree. In the room where it happens. I just, oh, wait, it's a different I, Calm down, <laughs> Spamilton. Stop it. Are we back on that? I gotta go. I gotta go. Oh my god! I want to go. Number, it's so funny because it's so opposite. (laughs) It's so opposite of like what the point of all of those songs are like in shows. You know, the eleven o'clock number is not about like leaving most of the time. I gotta go. (laughs) I gotta hail a pumpkin coat. So it's like, why does she stay? You know, why is she still here? With a, um, um, my glass slippers, now they're Merrill's. <laughs> I don't know why it tickles me so. It's, uh, first of all, Paula Pell is one of my favorites because she was a writer at SNL for like the longest time and she was sort of like a performer that never got to be in front of the camera. I love she's having this late in career like almost discovery honestly between like this and girls five eva and wine country like she's i think people are discovering how hilarious she is and i love that for her mm-hmm. love that. she was she was truly one of the best parts of this entire thing i would say her and renee did the heavy lifting when it came to like um <laughs> elevating the material you know like... <laughs> oh my god when they when she when she comes back to finish the song and she has those ridiculous glasses they put on you at the eye doctor when you oh, have like lasers. She so has like good. the black vinyl. Tells <laughs> her to come over and she like kind of like, like oh the poor dear she's blind the bat. <laughs> <laughs> but the vocals are there. The vocals are there, honey. The vocals were served, mama, on a platter the- to case. And then we have our final number of the show, our Going Up. <gasps> going which... Up. Okay, this song is like a whole... I mean, literally, even just the dialogue going to the song is like, hey, kid, you pushed my buttons. You literally pushed every single button. <laughs> oh, wow, oh. I love the elevator. What do you mean, take the stairs? I'd never take the stairs. I love this place. God, I love elevators. <laughs> I love and this I co-op. love this co-op. <laughs> Stairs in either direction are a nightmare. <laughs> I can't. This is trash. <laughs> now going up, uh, apparently it was a combination number of a little priest from Sweeney Todd, Sweeney Todd time. Sweeney Todd, where am I at? Tweety John time. Tweety John time. Thank <laughs> you. That'd be like the children's show version of Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd time. <laughs> I can't. No, it was a mix up of, or mash a mix up. It was a mix up. It was a mix up. I'm fine. And you can stop looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh! 
Oh my god. Like apparently it was a a sort of mix of a little priest from Sweeney Todd and something just broke from assassins. So Oh my god. That's so funny. That's so funny. I just love uh all of the like hard rhyming. <laughs> like <laughs> the hard <laughs> rhyming in this number is what really cracks me up. When you lean into a rhyme, you shatter the conversational tone of the lyric. It's like nails on a blackboard to me, and I love you all. Oh my god, the whole, the everything of all of this is, is what cracks me up. Going down. We are going up. Are you certain? Yup. Adam Klein, that prick pulled a little trick. Oh, when will he grow up? Kids like that don't grow up. No, they shoot up and die. Man, you're an angry guy. I know. All I ever wanted was to not be a doorman. Maybe play for the Yankees or be wealthy in general. Oh my gosh. It kills me. Uh, this was a truly, um, a truly <laughs> phenomenal episode. Like I said, I will forever be watching this. Uh, you can put the songs the on your Spotify. I'm telling you, like they're they're they're. I'm all, gonna. I say, I showed this to a lot of to a few friends, and they were all singing. And the brown of the page, and the brown of the page. Like like these songs do get oddly stuck in your head. You'll find I mean, yourself. They are earworms, you know. Oh my god! There's you can find a video on YouTube of Paula Pell doing a full version of "I Gotta Go" at fifty four below, and it's it's very. Oh, amazing. I'm gonna find that post haste because <laughs> post haste. Post haste. Now, as we do with everything we watch on this show, we have to put this uh, into our little gayometers and give how gay we think this particular piece of content is on a rate of 1 to 10, with 10 being the most gay and 1 being the most not. So where, what would be your score <laughs> Lovely. for Coop? For, for Coop. For Coop, the musical, uh, for, the documentary now. Yes, um, okay, let me, let me add it up. For John yeah. Mulaney's just raw sexual magnetism oh. as Simon. Oddly uh, found him sexy. <laughs> I do, because he's just. I find John Mulaney looking. very attractive, so there's. A, he's so hot. All right, so um, I'm gonna give that at least a two from that. I'm adding them up. I was this like, is the points. It's a two there. Uh, the love for sauna. It's four, so six, six. We're at a six. Honestly, it's a like this is like an eight point five okay. because because. I don't think many people who are not straight or like people who are not gay are watching this. Um, no, it's, no, it's, but not, it's not made for them. It's not made for them. It's mostly made for us because it's made for what? Musical theater nerds. And uh, musical uh, theater, by and large, I would say is an 85% gay industry. Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'd have to double check my numbers, but last I checked. Um, yeah, 8.5, because it's pretty damn gay. And I just don't think this was made for the straights. But there are some straights in musical theater. I'm looking at you, Hugh Jackman. It, you know, what I love about this is that the straight audiences that watch documentary now will, in a weird way, get exposed to Sondheim, even though it's not Sondheim. Sondheim and Jason. Very true. Very true. Sondheim inspired. For me, uh, I think, yeah, you take into the the comedy, which is so so rich so lovely oh, 
so Man. clear. Nuance. Uh, so, this is something I also, this is one of those pieces of content where when I watched it, I was like, this, this must have been made in a laboratory for me to watch. Like, this is, this is, this is made for me. Like, I, it's a specific thing. Oh, you know what else I watched this week? I'll tell you what else I watched this week, because I've been thinking what? about it. What um, did you watch? They just added Feud, Betty and Joan to Hulu. And without thinking about it, I watched like half the season because it's just like so internally like rewatchable. It's, and again, that was another thing where I'm like, well, this is it. Like, this is it. Like, this is, this is something that's made for me. So all of that, the Sondheim uh, parody of it all, the fabulous women, we love fierce, funny females. I'm going to give it, I'm actually going to give it like a nine. I'm going to give it yeah, a nine. Yeah, it's pretty gay. Yeah, it? it was very I was really, gay. I was really surprised to find out how gay this was. But yeah, yeah, when yeah. I looked at that thermometer, that gay-ometer, geez, it was popped wrong. off, honey. It popped off. It, it popped off. This is so gay. Coop. Who would have thought? What a coop. <laughs> what a coop. I'm going to get my coop to Ville and I got to go. No. Um, <laughs> I got to go. I, I got to go. Okay, no, oh, so, man. Okay, so as we always do on the show, or our new segment, so to speak, for season three, we have been doing uh, an episode where, or an episode. Where the gays actually watch something We're together. watching something. And we do it here on the podcast here for you now. Uh, So, Zachary, I believe I've shared with you the link to where we're going. Check out the timestamp. We're going to go to three minutes, two seconds. Okay, so audience, here we go. I'll give that. Yeah, let's dive in. This is a favor of mine. So, audience, what you're going to do, if you would like to watch this with us, you are going to go to YouTube, and you are going to search for don't wait on my parade with lily lilius white in funny girl of course you're going to go to three minutes and two seconds and you're going to follow along with us and here we go Bitch! Unbelievable. I love that she gets the applause in it. Who wouldn't? Uh, First of all, also that dress looks amazing. That's, yes. My favorite part is coming up. I like chills. That part. Oh my god. We love a new option. Oh my god. I can't even. Yes. So I decided to bring that to the podcast today. And and why? Why was that your choice today? 
Well, honestly, I thought it was important for the children. Um, mm. if, if if they've not met Miss Lilius White, uh, right. you know, we've talked about a good deal of things recently. Like her as Matron Mama Morton is Hello. epic and phenomenal in and of itself. But like she has done so much on Broadway and like she's a legend. So yeah, I brought it legend. because it's relevant Sorry. because we're about to get Miss Leah Shell uh potentially doing Apparently this it's like the worst Broadway. kept secret of new york right now like it hasn't been I officially fucking love it honestly i love it um but i thought let's hear a a version where somebody really put a stamp on it that was not barbara you know hello miss lilius white so you sent me another video did you want to did you want to play the other video as well oh a hundred percent this one is a little bit different, but it's like we've opened up the whole vault, right? And so it's like two gays watch anything nowadays. And so anything. what this is, is a TikTok that I cannot get away from by one Katrina Velarde. And okay. uh, she is a Filipino singer. And um, this is her doing some impersonations to the song Hello by Adele. I actually saw this this week so that's what i'm saying that's why we're watching it here today because you know what next week we'll all forget about it so this week it's about you katrina do it Pretty good, Whitney. I'm sorry. That is. The Lady Gaga didn't do that to me. My fave is the Jesse J. <laughs> oh dear. Extina. Every time. <laughs> there we are there we are yes 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 just a little yes, extra little there. bonus little little moment we love it we love it because like i said i couldn't i can't escape that and now i'm seeing people doing um reaction clips or tiktoks wow. to that video and i'm just like come on y'all come she's on. the one who did the come singing on, girl let's just talk come about mama Katrina. Mm-hmm. And this has been an episode of Two Guys Watch, hasn't it? <laughs> it's has been an episode. A whole think... episode. Oh my god. Oh, this isn't really something I can play because it's all visual and this is famously a podcast. But um one thing I also watched <laughs> this like so it's like not appropriate for the show. <laughs> but I will tell you about it real quick. There is this hilarious, and if you, if you, yeah, if you go to my Instagram story, you'll see it, like, like I'm talking to you, not the audience, it'll be gone, long I'm like, gone. right now? You no, know, I'm speaking to you in this moment, not when the episode's out. Um, one of my favorite things in the world used to be the Wendy Williams show, and more specifically, the audience cutaways during, like, anything she would be talking about, and there's this amazing, like, compilation I, I i posted on my story <laughs> of like all of these shady cutaways that the cameraman 
would do to an audience member that kind of resembled something that Wendy Williams would be talking about. Like she was like, <laughs> she's like, listen up, ladies. Like, you know, it's not it's not bad to wear some makeup, you know. And they cut to like a woman with no makeup on, and like one woman with like way too much makeup on. <laughs> and then there's like another part where she's like, listen, I don't care if you've got five legs and and three heads you can find someone to have sex with and there's this woman in the audience is like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like it's amazing though you have to go see it uh it, but i just i miss i miss the pure camp that was the wendy williams show um as problematic well, you as know, she could be at times uh, so when Wendy Williams stepped down from the show, when Wendy Williams fully stepped down, they actually went in and deleted the entire YouTube channel. <gasps> no. Are you yes. serious? I noticed that. All of it gone. <gasps> that happened literally like yesterday or the day before. No. No. Yeah. So it's like the clips are going to be harder and harder to find. Oh, I'm going to be. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, that's just not good. That's just not going to. That's not going to do. I think it's. <laughs> It's time to move on from Wendy. Sweetie. They said. You can't erase Wednesday. Okay. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> how you doing? First of all, no, no, my favorite, how you doing? one of my favorite things in the world, like I've rewatched it so many times, is when she had Amarosa on her show. And it was like <laughs> some of the best like television I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was just wild. Like they were going in it like, on each other. And because I don't know, maybe I've told this story. Have I told this story before? No. Okay, good. So like I think I've told this, maybe not. But she's talking to Amarosa and Amarosa is like going in on her. She's like, now did you have a nose job? And Wendy was like, no. <gasps> oh no. my god. And then she's like, Oh, so this is, it looks like you had a nose job. And she just like keeps going in on it. And then Wendy Williams like ends the segment. She's like, well, you know, you know what they say, good black don't crack. She's cracking. And then, then Omarosa at the last second is like, and I, I think, I think I would wear a wig that doesn't hang off my head four inches. I don't know. That's what I do. <laughs> oh and then Wendy's God. like, well, on that note, thank you for coming on my show. <laughs> it's like it's like oh it's my. just really amazing or oh god or you can find these vintage wendy williams clips where she gets into it with whitney houston and those are also just like where i've whitney seen houston, those i've seen those many a time oh whitney is whitney is my favorite person to watch argue because she's like i will not be having this i, but she stays I just calm don't. she stays so calm oh, but like dangerously calm it like, sounds so like, angry shark in the water <laughs> like i'm gonna calmly come over and cut all the um brake lines on your cars like it's like, kind of while a... smiling at you which is all the more unnerving <laughs> it's it's good uh, we miss whitney don't we miss whitney i miss whitney all the time we miss whitney we miss whitney always come on, whitney uh right before we go my last little parting shots uh-huh. as it were parting um, shots Exactly. I yes. Got That's it. You got it, gal. Uh, Do it in perfect five, unison. Five, six, seven, eight. A five, six, seven, eight. Um, no, my last little parting shot, and this is completely random off the cuff. Oh. But Lindsay Lohan is poised for a comeback. We will be covering Lindsay Lohan material. Starting with a Christmas movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we already talked about this. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. But I just have to reiterate so the people know, Lindsay, I love you. 
Lindsay's back. I'm sorry. I've been rooting for Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay is back. for a long time. Lindsay is back. And that's what I'm getting at. Lindsay's back, bitches. We know. I even think it would be really fun in the future if we did like, like, not like long form series, but like series that last like maybe a couple of weeks of just like oh, actors. And I would love a Lindsay Lohan little like, you know, a deep know. dive cover, cover like three movies of hers yeah, a week. That'd be mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be I mean, we think could do about like it. Freaky Friday. Come on. Movie. Oh, it's Lindsay for Christmas. You've sold me. Okay. Quick she question. Where's the Christmas outfit in the Mean Girls? Hello. Well, quick question. Don't overthink it. Just tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. When you think of your favorite Lindsay Lohan movie, what, what is it? Uh, my favorite Lindsay Lohan movie is Mean Girls. It's Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. That's a good one. Uh, mine, I would have to say, is probably Freaky Friday, only because I love her and Jamie Curtis together so much. I would love to do a double feature on the Freaky Friday and the Freaky Friday musical Ooh, that they recorded. Did you see Miss, that? With Miss Heidi Blakenstaff. Heidi Blakenstaff. Heidi Blakenstaff. No, I've mm-hmm. never actually watched it, but I was meant to. It's actually great. I heard In it was the, just an adaptation of the stage show, right? Yes, but they filmed it just like the movie. It's oh, wow. like so good they just put the musical okay. into the movie setting and it's like i love that worked. she got to do that i love how they like it so yeah yeah it's it's phenomenal and something worth visiting it's actually very funny actually and i have a friend who is a Lindsay lohan mega fan and if we do this he will i will have to ask him to come be a guest on the show 100 percent. Lindsay lohan is the diva there's a shout out to my friend Sean if you're listening. I don't know if he Sean, is, we're getting but... you on here, gay. <clears throat> Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Lindsay so for the gays. Lindsay. As usual, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at A-Hole Human. And I'm here at Two Gays Watch every time that I'm here. <laughs> That's what you'll get. Love the verbiage on that. And I'm here every time that I'm here. You know what? And I've had it. And I've had it, Mama. It's no longer our month, but now it's it's no longer like just Pride Month. Now it's like Wrath Month. So I'm that's I'm where I'm, I'm, I'm on holding to. on to the year. I'm not letting go yet. So in my mind, we still got it. I wish I knew how to quit you. Now, um, where can the listeners follow you, Zachary? They can find me at Instagram and Twitter at Zachary of No H and also on the TikTok. And you can follow our show at Two Gays Watch on all of those platforms as well. And we will be back next week with more gay content. And until then, let's just gotta say, I gotta go. 